you all just have a good night. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. We have special, special night planned for you. And I'm excited about it. And it involves a couch. Woo! Hey, guys, we ha- tonight we have just a really, um, really awesome opportunity to hear some wisdom from some different people that we wouldn't normally hear from. So we're excited to have... Um, where do we want it? Just right there is great. Yep. We're going we're gonna to kind of push them around a little bit here, and this will be great. We're going to have myself, my lovely wife, Miss Jessica Anderson, and Chris Glaser, and his wife, Julia, and then Brady and Amy Erickson. And it, we just need to get situated here, and then we're about to, to bring some amazing things. So let's find a seat. Sit down wherever you feel. We're just... Be great. There's a lot of room on that couch. We could put all four of you on there. No? Okay. All right, so here you go. I'm just going to give you one of these guys, and then um, I'm going to have you hold on to this guy. Perfect. Okay, guys, so we got a relationship panel coming up here for you. And what we're going to be doing, actually, we've gotten a number of... Um, we've got a number of questions that y'all submitted here this last week. That couch looks really small, with, and there's not four people on it. I love it, though. It's great. They could, like, they could totally spread out, but they're happily married, so they're going to sit right next to each other. It's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, so uh, we've got a number of questions that were submitted by you guys. I sent out a text this last week. Some people threw some questions back. Some of you had questions in your small group that we're going to use tonight. So basically, um, what I want to do first before we do that is kind of tell them who you are. Um, you can tell them, like, who you might know in the room. You could just leave it at your names, where you're at in life, how long you've been married, stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Sounds good. Well, I am Brady. This is Amy. We are Brady and Amy Erickson. We happen to know Stella Erickson in the room. She is our daughter. If you guys want any stories about her later, we've got all kinds of stories when she was about this big. Uh, we've been married for 17 years. Um, we've got four kids. They range from 26 down to 16. Uh, we have a little experience with family, and we also have been uh, working with marriage relationships, premarital and post-marriage relationships since 2010. So, and we have a grandchild now too. <laughs> you guys are up. I'm Chris Glazer. This is my wife Julia. Uh, we have been we dated for a year, engaged for three, and married for seven. Um, We've got three kids, two crazy boys, and a beautiful little girl. That pretty much sums us up. Awesome. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah I'm Jessica. You guys uh, should know me at this point. Uh, we have a daughter named Kaylee. She is insane, um, but we love her. Uh, and we have a baby on the way. All right. We're excited about it. Who just yelled? Cool. Thanks, bro. Um, 
Guys, I, one thing I was like actually thinking about as we were sitting in here, and this is what, I'm going to not talk a ton, I promise, but it was so cool that we had an all-guy worship team because that just doesn't happen very often. Sometimes guys are like a little bit shy to worship in front of other people in, in general. So that was really cool because I feel like, like when men are leading the way in what it looks like to follow Jesus, it just makes all relationships a lot easier, doesn't it? Um, so let's dive right in. Should we do an easy question first? Yes. All right. Yes. Best first date spot or thing to do. This is coming from a guy. So maybe a girl should answer. Uh, well, Chris went above and beyond on our first date, so it's really up to you. Um, it was Duluth. We went to Duluth. That was our spot. I don't really, I don't know, guys. Well, what did you do? Here you go. <laughs> she doesn't remember, or she doesn't want to tell us? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> We'd been friends for, like, three months at that point, so it wasn't really anything different for us, but, uh, <laughs> we had lunch at Grandma's, we went to Canal Park, went to Gooseberry Falls, and then we came home for a uh, steak dinner, too. Mm, yep. Whoa. So. But my answer, my answer is really loud. Um, I would think it'd be best to get talking. So like a movie is cool, but you don't do a lot of talking. Do not be that awkward couple making out in the back row. Nobody likes to be in the same movie as you guys, okay? Do not do that. That's what you were saying, right? <laughs> no, but that's true. <laughs> I was thinking more so you don't really talk much during a movie, so you won't get to you find out. Make out. out. Don't do it. So, yeah, dinner's good. You can sit through a movie, too. You can actually watch the film. Don't worry. Oh, I have uh, another one. Bowling. Bowling is fun. That's always a good one. That, that way there's competition, too. And, guys, don't go too easy on the girls because we can still kick your butt. Do you want to answer? You sure can. Let's hear it. All right. It does that. We just need to be a little bit more careful, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that works, Chris. Uh -huh. All right. Um, perfect first date spot is exactly, I think, what, what Julia said is, is, or Chris, somebody said it over there. Um, but you got to get to know somebody, right? You want to spend time with them talking. You don't want to do something where you can't engage with them, honestly. I mean, I think that is the perfect first date is somewhere. It doesn't matter where you go. She said a walk. A walk is... Lame, but <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but it, it, it's true. Like, if you want to get to know somebody and you want to spend time with them, you want to look them in the eyeball. So something that causes you guys to spend time talking and having conversation. There you go. That was good. All right. So on the next questions now, we probably won't all have a chance to answer because we want to get through as many as we can. I'm saying that for myself too, okay? So should we go a little bit harder or just one step in that direction? One step, one step. Let's go one step, and the next one will be harder. So um, how can someone be more confident um, and work up the courage to get to the first date? Anybody? I've only done it once. Don't ask me. <laughs> Good for you, Chris. All right, so... How do you get the confidence up to ask somebody out to get to that first date? Yeah, th this question actually 
was asked by a girl. Okay. Then I don't think I'm qualified to answer. So maybe this is a better way to phrase it. If you really like a guy and he's just like not initiating, what do you do? Because like she's probably waiting for him to ask. So what do they do? I mean, just put it out there. Tell them that you're interested. If they don't feel the same way, they won't. Uh, They'll just stand there. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be really awkward, and then you'll know. Uh, if this is a boy asking this, I feel like uh, either way, I guess, if it's a guy or a girl, don't put a ton of pressure on it. Like, you're not signing up to marry the person. You're just signing up to, like, get to know them. So it shouldn't be that much pressure. Awesome. Are you ready for a hard question? All right, let's dig in. We love the word sex here, okay? It makes everyone uncomfortable, but it's so important to talk about. And this is a question that is resounding in our high school age group. Um, is sex meant only for marriage because the world or movies or TV or wherever says that you need to take a test drive? You need to, like, learn preferences, I guess. I don't know. Is sex meant only for marriage? That's like two-faceted question, but really, go for it. I'd say yes. Um, there's no need to do a test drive uh, because God already has somebody for you. Um, and I'm going to be pretty vulnerable here. Um, speaking of someone who's um, experienced this, it's not worth it. Um, there will always be a part of you that will never be the same. And um, that's something that should be kept special for that one person that God has for you. Um, and I can't really speak for you, um, but kind of. Um, it definitely affects the marriage, for sure. Um, so... It's so important to surround yourself with accountability. Um, and if you don't have a mentor, find one. And there's plenty in here for you to reach out to. Um, don't make that mistake because you cannot get it back. That's a really good answer. Um, I want to ask a follow-up question maybe for you or maybe the Ericsons want to answer. So, um, we, we fall into temptation, we, we play it out, we go all the way there, and we've now had sex with our significant other, but what happens? Like, what do we do? Like, what do we do with that? We know it was wrong, but we've already done it, so what if we just keep doing it? Like, what difference does it make? Like, like Julie was saying, like, you never get that piece of you back, but so where is redemption in that story? These are hard questions. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Okay. It's, yeah, it's okay. Um, so that's our story. We are a blended family. We already had, well, I had children. We were older and both had already been married and we're like, does that really, is that for us? Right? And so we definitely, um, made that mistake, and once we were married, um, the other part of it also was that when we first started dating, um, I was in a hurting place 
with the Lord, kind of put him on a shelf, because, but he doesn't ever go on the shelf, just so you guys know. He's always with you. Um, and Brady wasn't a believer at the time. And so uh, fast forward, believer, married, we're in our um, marriage. And now what do we do, right? Because we're supposed to confess and repent. And repent means to turn from your sin. Well, now we're married and now it's like fully legal. So what do we do, right? And so God actually led us on a journey of both of us confessing, repenting to the Lord and taking a break. Um, And then we reengaged after a time when he told us it was good. Um, And there's actually some miraculous things that happened in our marriage. It was, it's quite an amazing testimony. And so Jesus is a redeemer, and um, there isn't anything that you can do to make him love you any less um, or love you any more. And so if that happens, really, um, you need to find out um, why you um, are making that mistake. Uh, Is it an identity thing or a love thing? And, you know, just all the songs, obviously, that they played today were so perfect for um, having him be your first true love. And from there, we can love others so much better. So if you have made that mistake, um, there's there's still... um, we just want to encourage you to confess, repent, um, and then maybe make some turn from that and, and make some decisions to have better boundaries. Yeah, and I think uh, if you're 16, 17 years old, um, and even maybe even younger than that, you guys are probably a good five years from marriage. So that's a very long time to um, decide, well, we're not going to do this anymore. So maybe it's a time of separation where you break up. It doesn't need to be dramatic. You're just taking that time to heal. Uh, There shouldn't be shame in this. I know that there's um, a ton of youth students that have... um, have made this decision, but there shouldn't be shame that comes from that. So I would say that your first step would be, let's break this off. It's really hard to remain pure after you've made that decision. Um, So you need time apart to kind of become healthy again, to realize, okay, what's our priorities? Are we on the same page? Like, do we believe the same things? Um, Are we able to still uh, be friends after this? All of that stuff. Um, and then later down the road, maybe you'll get back together and maybe you won't. Um, but I just want to say that there shouldn't be shame. So if you've made that decision, the Lord has, uh, forgiven you. He will redeem that. Um, yes, there's a part of you that might be broken. There might be a part of you, um, that uh, feels regret, Uh, but I feel like when you take that time to step back um, and um, become healthy, the Lord can work so, so much in that time. So I I wanted to add to that because I think the shame piece is so important, and um, God never shames you. And so it's really the enemy that shames you and makes you think that it's God. Um, He always loves you, approves of you, 
um, and wants a relationship with you. So yeah, I like that you you brought that out because there can be that shame. And um, I, I just wanted to make sure that people know that God never shames you. It's never too late either. It is, yeah. Oh. Just talk really loud. Okay. Project. Um, yeah, it's never too late. Um, yeah, no shame. And it's, it's really, it's, it's biblical. I mean, a man and a woman are coming together. It started with Adam and Eve. Um, it still stands today. No, it's on. It died back there. Here, just a second. Um, just talk to somebody. Um, pull somebody aside. Um, guys, talk to a mentor. Girls, a mentor. Um, if you have someone here in this room, in your church, uh, if it's not a parent, just find somebody. It's so important. If I would have had somebody um, when I was very young... I think I could have just avoided it all. Um, so I can't express it enough that you just need to find somebody. Um, that's good. Good answers. Um, and, and in many ways, that answers my next question, which is why is it um, so important to set boundaries in a relationship? Um, I think one thing that we, we really maybe even didn't touch on as we were as I was teaching because I sometimes feel like um, in my mind anyways it's assumed like we date because the purpose of dating is to like find someone to marry right like that's the point and so even like as Jessica is saying like like you're so far off from marriage which is why in many cases like I would say like it it's hard to like date date in junior high like it's really hard to like go and get to know someone with the purpose or intention of of saying like hey I'm looking for a spouse because you're looking at seven years of high school left or like school um middle school high school and then college and all of this stuff like you're just looking at so much time and then you're going to try to like say I'm going to get to know this person so well but I'm not going to get to know their body um and the reality is is like as soon as I hold someone's hand, I'm getting to know their body in a way, right? And then all of a sudden you got a side hug and then all of a sudden you're, is kissing okay and dating? I don't know. Um, so let's just answer that question first. Like why is it important to set boundaries in a relationship that um, desires to be seeking out a spouse? I was actually praying about this one last night. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit gave me a word. Uh, it's from uh, Matthew, let's see here, 7, uh, 13 through 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. And what the Holy Spirit told me was, it'd be a whole lot easier to stay on that path if you set up uh, boundaries along it. That, you know. If it's like a tightrope, it's really hard to do a tightrope without something to hold on to. But if you have something on each side to hold on to, then you're not going to fall off. All right, boundaries. Um, the reason it's important, I would say, is because if you don't have boundaries in your relationships, then whatever that relationship is, becomes becomes your God. Right? You you stop 
seeking your relationship with the Lord because this other person is satisfying those needs. It could be a friendship as well. You need to have boundaries in all your relationships because what it does is it keeps those relationships in the proper perspective because, you know, seeking the Lord is not just for your parents, right? You guys need to have that same relationship. Amy and I just came back from this conference and it was a healing conference and really what God, I'm 53 years old now and what God showed me three weeks ago, four weeks ago, is that I, I, I just know this love from him that I, that I didn't know before. And I've been a Christ follower since 2006. And so for that long, or 2005, but for that long, I didn't really understand how well he loved me. But if you guys understood how well he loved you, if you pursued that relationship, having boundaries becomes really natural for you because you don't want anything to get in the way of that relationship. I'm hoping that makes sense. I think setting boundaries also um, expresses your worth, knowing how worthy you are. And if you just kind of give that up, you're, you're basically saying you're dirt, but you really aren't. You're each unique. God created all of you for a purpose. Um, so just definitely lean on to Jesus and know that you are so worthy and just... Um, yeah, that's good. I think one, one thing then to even, um, I'm trying to go through these questions and kind of like have them link up. Oh, you're going to say something? I'm so sorry. I wasn't watching. Can I add add the boundaries? Okay. So, um, oftentimes I like to think of things in analogies and because I'm a mom, I, I, um, can put things in that perspective. And so boundaries also give you freedom. And so if you can talk if if you have desires like physical desires then um you're are you mature enough to talk about it and to talk with your significant other about hey let's set some boundaries this is this is what we both believe in and so let's make sure that we stay within that fence right um but if you can't talk about it then maybe you need to think are you even in a place to to even go there right And so um, boundaries actually provide safety. So like um, if you think of when you were a a child and maybe your parents fenced in your backyard and so you could go and play um, and have the freedom to play in safety in your backyard um, because you knew where the boundaries were. And so if you set those boundaries with your significant other, then you both, you have the freedom to hang out and to, um, you know, hang out with friends, hang out with each other, hang out with your families, whatever. Um, And you both know where your boundaries are. And so it actually gives you freedom um, in in that relationship aspect because you don't have to worry, oh, are they going to try you know a little bit of this or you know to touch you know me I don't know touch my shoulder oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're gonna touch me somewhere beside my shoulder <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway so I I, I like that aspect too because it's it clear communication and if you are dating someone and you're mature enough to I mean you should start there if you can't have the conversation then maybe you shouldn't be even dating um, and so that's, I would say, the first step. Yeah. 
Um, can you give some examples of good boundaries? Oh my, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess for Cole and I, when we first started dating, um, honestly, we try not to go in the car together. Um, we first had the boundary that um, we weren't really home alone. Um, so like at Cole's house, um, somebody had to be home at my mom's house, somebody had to be home. It's a lot easier when your parents also agree with that, um, just so then you can have accountability. Um, so for us, we felt like, okay, we already know that this is um, a rule that's in place, but for us, our struggle was the car because that's the only place we, we could be alone. So even as a 20, 21-year-old, we put that in place for us where, okay, let's try not even to drive, drive alone together. Let's have somebody come with us. I feel especially for high schoolers, don't go in each other's rooms. Like there's no reason why you need to be in each other's rooms in each other's beds watching movies. Like, that could be your first step. Like, watch a movie with friends. Have friends come over. Watch a movie with your family. Um, I would say that if you can try to incorporate as many friends as possible, um, that is, like, the easiest step to have accountability um, where your friends are right there with you. Uh, I think that would be number one boundary. Just have people with you all the time. Hey, Cole, can I follow up with that real quick? So here's what I, we had two boys growing up, and so I, when they started dating, um, I told them that you need to have a plan. And so I'll, I'll summarize that plan. If you're trying to figure out what your boundaries should be in your relationship, ask yourself, if I talk, so for the guys, if I talked to her dad and told her dad what I was doing with his daughter, would he be okay? And if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. There's your boundary. Girls, same thing. Yeah, that's good. And if we go a step further and said, if I talked to God about what I was doing with their, with his daughter, with his son, how would God feel about it? Probably worse than their dad or mom. <laughs> um, so maybe that helps with even some people who might be have disengaged parents or parents that are are not as present um, in that conversation. Um, here's a good one that uh, was asked: Is kissing and or making out okay if you're dating? What's the Bible say? It says zero about that, right? <laughs> there literally is nothing in the Bible that says whether or not you can kiss somebody before you're married. It does say greet one another with a holy kiss. No. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> What's a holy kiss? A yeah. holy one, yeah. And that would be for guys on guys and girls on girls. Oh, so. okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming off the rails. So is, is it okay? It really, so again, if the Bible doesn't say anything about it, how are you to infer what's right and what's wrong? Right? Like I said earlier, if you're willing to tell that person's parent what you're doing with their child, would they be okay with it? And if the answer is no, then there's your answer. But for you, you have to make that decision because at some point, you might be in a space, even as, as hard as you try not to be alone, you might be alone at some point. Right? And then what do you do? And if you don't have a plan, then holy smokes, you don't have a plan. Um, but is it, is it wrong? I think it all depends on what your relationship with the Lord honestly looks like. Because if you're confident in your identity is what you have in Christ, then my guess is that decision becomes really easy for you. But if we don't have our identity in the right spot, then that's where the challenge comes from. That's why these conversations can become difficult sometimes. Yeah, Cole uh, just had a conversation with somebody and 
Um, they were a few years younger than us, and they had been dating their boyfriend for maybe six months. Uh, and we had expected that they obviously kissed. I mean, at that point, you'd think that you'd, you'd kiss your significant other. Yeah, not in high school, and they're, they're in college. Uh, and we found out that they have not kissed each other, and we were both like, holy moly, like, <laughs> you guys have good boundaries. Uh, so I feel like it's obviously a, a personal conviction. I know that once you decide to kiss, you will decide to make out, and once you decide to make out, you'll decide to do a lot of other things. Uh, and it's a really hard line, especially when you say yes to making out, to say yes to a lot of other things that you did not expect to say yes to. Um, so again, this is like, I feel like this is more a personal conviction, but it would be a personal conviction to make before you are in the moment uh, and to talk to um, your sig significant other. It really should be boyfriend, girlfriend at that point. Don't be didn't kissing all these boys or girls, okay? So make sure you guys are dating, okay? Um, but totally make that decision before you are in that position. I feel like that was really good. That was great. Yeah, I, I was singing like yeah, a holy kiss. Um, <laughs> I I just want to add something to that, but because uh, Paul says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all for the glory of God. And if I'm being honest, I don't think that I ever kissed Jessica before we were married in a way that glorified God, ever. Like we kissed, we made out. We didn't do everything right. We made mistakes throughout our relationship. But I probably. Never kissed her until, like, on the altar of our wedding when they say kiss the bride. Like, that's probably the first time that you really kiss someone, and it's, like, really not about you, but it's about, like, them and the covenant that you're making before God. But up until that point, I, it's just, like, it's all for you. And, like, at the end of the day, if there's anything that we've been trying to learn over and over and over again at youth this year, it's that, like, we want to be about other people. We want to be about... um about Jesus, about, like, our friends, the people around us, right? Not about ourselves. And too often, I think, um, when we're talking about boundaries, when we're talking about physical things in relationship, it's like, how much pleasure can I can I get, whether it be in kissing or holding hands or, like, whatever you want it to be, right? How much can I enjoy this without it being wrong? And it's like, you really can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Do you, Are you trying to add to that, Julia, or you are? You just have to keep talking for a second if it's pushed up. Uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought already. So. Really? Yeah. Okay. How are we doing out here? Are we good? We're doing pretty good. Are you guys enjoying our panelists? Okay. We're just going to do a couple more. Uh, maybe not a couple more. We'll see how we do with time. Um, I would love just a, a quick, short, first response answer. Um, maybe one from each couple. How young is too young to go out with someone, like actually go on a date? If you can't drive, mom and dad shouldn't be driving you. I have a daughter, so 36. <laughs> but I agree with Chris. So six, you used to think they should be 16. That, that's, the, that's the boundaries we kind of put in our house was 16 years old because there is a little, I mean, you have freedoms there, right? If you got your license, you can drive around because I don't want to take my kids on their dates. No. 
Yeah, there's a few 16-year-olds in here that do not have their license, so you have to have your license to date. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely don't have your parents drive you, okay? It's really awkward because then you have to call them to come pick you up or they're sitting in the way back of the movie theater, which, again, going back, don't go to the movies. Um, just don't. That actually might be better now that I think about it. Yeah, maybe if you are 16, you should ask your parents to drive you around. <laughs> All right, let's go on past that question. Um, how do you know what clothing is modest? I would encourage anyone who likes that question to watch the podcast that we just did with Avery Hills because um, she talked about it on the pod, and it was really, really solid advice. But anyone have anything to share about it? How do you know what clothing is modest? They don't want to hear a guy answer it, if I'm being honest. So. Why is it? <laughs> so it really is your heart posture, I think. Um, you know, if you're wearing clothes to get attention or to, um, you know, to elicit a response or likes or hearts or, you know, whatever attention, um, then I would maybe question uh, your modesty. But if you are wearing clothes that you feel good in and that um, I, I like that you're talking about how others also around you, like, feel, like, if you... Um, if, it, if you think it will make someone else uncomfortable, but you're comfortable in it, maybe ask, you know, like, ask the Lord, like, what is this appropriate? Is this okay? And so um, I think that we, we do want to dress um, in, a, in a manner that we feel good about ourselves, but also um, we, we should really check to see um, why we're wearing something if, if we're, if there's a question even, is this modest, right? Like maybe we need to ask if it's borderline, why do I want to wear this? That's a great, great answer. Um, I love, I love that piece that you just mentioned too. Like just ask God. Cause like I, that's just something we don't talk about enough. Like all of these questions, I would hope that, um, we, we would just ask God. What is my boundary supposed to be? Should I wear this top, this these shorts, like this shirt? Like, even as a guy, like, should I take the gym selfie? Should I, you know what I'm saying? This is some of the things that we talked about on the pod that was, like, really cool, is we didn't just talk about um, girls. Too often we're just putting modesty on girls and, like, hey, you need to dress modestly. But at the same time, like, guys, we can do better. We, like, we can do better for um, ourselves and, like, not making it about, not making our, our workout successes about other people getting to see like that. You know what I mean? You have something to say? Yeah, I guess having a daughter, I can only imagine in 15 years she's going to go to the mall, she's going to buy all these clothes, and I'm going to be like, oh, my word, you are not going to wear that. Um, but I feel like as a mom, I want my daughter to dress confidently. But there's a difference between uh, – I know there's a lot of people that feel confident in what they're wearing, but it's not modest. So just because you feel confident doesn't mean it makes it right. Um, so I want my daughter to feel so confident in the things that she's wearing without 
about um, making everybody around her look at her in a way that she shouldn't be viewed um, viewed as, uh, where she can dress in whatever she wants if, um, again, she has the right heart posture, uh, and she is realizing who her audience is around her. Uh, I think that um, our generation really secular... sexualizes um, what people wear, especially um, women. And so I know that as girls, you, um, I know that there's a, a view that you shouldn't really care what uh, men think uh, or how men will look at you in their minds. Um, but I do feel like we do play a part in that. We want to be respectful to the people that we're around. We have no idea what the person next to us is struggling with. So if we are able to help them a little bit by uh, wearing clothes that cover our butts when we're le wearing leggings, if we're wearing tank tops to cover us like just a little bit, if that helps the person next to you, why wouldn't you want to do that? Uh, so I guess, like, I feel like the argument is so much so, like, why can't I do this for myself when it really should be, like, if I'm helping the person next to me, why wouldn't I want to do that? If the person next to me is struggling in this way, why wouldn't I want to help them uh, without making it such a don't tell me what to do because I just want to do it? That was good. That was good. Um, yeah, again, just coming back to it's, it's not about it shouldn't be about us. It should be about the people around us. Like, that's what, that's the way we want to live our lives. Um, all right. Uh, last question for the hopeless romantic in the room. Um, best date you ever went on as a couple? Don't share with, like, some date that you went on with someone else. <laughs> Do you want to go? If Anybody ready? Who's ready? You guys go. I'm not answering. You are. Best date you ever went on. Do you guys have an answer? <laughs> I have to think. It's uh, from our honeymoon. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, a, a specific part of it, we went to uh, Colorado Springs, and we went to, was it Red Rocks Canyon, something like that. There, uh, We, like, hiked around, and we saw deer, and... And it was really peaceful and got to see all the awesome sights and be there with my bride. And yeah. It's nice. I think Duluth was, and I think Duluth has really become a really special place for us. It's a nice treat. And then to be able to share it with your kids, too, because we got engaged on uh, at Gooseberry Falls. So I'd say I'd say Duluth. We've had a lot of really cool dates. I would say the, the, the one that comes to mind off the top of my head is our first date. Um, so Friday, the, Friday night, we went to dinner, um, met some friends for dinner. Saturday, I, we get in a car. We drove down to a friend who lives like an hour and a half away, spent the day down there. Um, but we just what it was, it was just we weren't doing anything more than just hanging out. Right, we were eating food and talking. We were in the car for a long time. We were driving and talking. We were with friends and we were talking. It really was awesome in the fact that it was super simple. I mean, it all cost us was really gas money in the, in the meal. And the rest of it was just us hanging out. And that was a fit, absolutely fantastic date. 
Yeah, I feel like for us, we this was before we started dating. Um, but you texted me and asked if we could go on a walk, and we were in Minneapolis. Yeah, we were in <laughs> Minneapolis going to college, and we probably walked for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> five miles. So we just walked and talked, and um, at that time, all like the parks closed down at like 10 p.m., so we got kicked out of every place we were walking to. Um, but I feel like it was super fun because all we did was talk for four hours. That was fun. Minneapolis was safe. Um, <laughs> maybe don't recommend that now because um, we like straight up we're all over the places where it's not as safe anymore. But um, that will conclude our podcast slash sermon panel thing right now. It's kind of like a podcast because we're interviewing people. But um, would you guys give it up for the panelists? <laughs> Miss, Mr. Brady and Amy and we've got Chris and Julia and my wife Jessica who's just so excited to be sharing Valentine's Day with everybody here. Hey, uh, we're going to head out to small group now. There is a treat for you in the lobby. Really don't make a mess with the treat and make sure to get to your small group timely. We want to give you as much time as possible to chill and talk about